I'm Andrea Collins, and this is Mindful Mostly. This is a lifestyle and wellness show for those who are mindful most of the time. It is all about authenticity. You can be mindful of whatever's important to you, whether it's the latest trends in wellness, fashion, your living space, celebrity, we get into it all. And hopefully we leave you inspired in a real way every single week. Speaking of which, I'm done with inspiration. I'm done with inspiration. That was the title of a newsletter that went viral last week. In it, Rebecca Perrin, the writer, talked about why she is fed up with what she's seen on Instagram. And women responded to her in droves. Hell yes, sister. And she's here today to talk about it. I think what inspiration does is stop short of actually giving you a visualization of what you can do. I think it's just more, um, you should feel good rather than saying, this is what you can do. That's gonna be such a good chat. Plus, what to wear to a pumpkin patch. (laughs) Oh shit. It's an article I found online and I was like, what? That is so silly. And then I looked at it and I was like, nope, it's bang on. So, I mean, we've got to talk about that. Plus, five ways to know you're living a well-balanced life. Yeah, here's how to know if you're living a high-quality life. You're at a pumpkin patch. People that don't have their shit together just don't go to pumpkin patches. Right? Always, like, families and people are smiling and girls that, like, clearly did their hair for two hours before they went to the pumpkin patch. That's why... I need to read you what you're supposed to wear to pumpkin patch. (laughs) Oh man. I went apple picking last weekend and I can tell you I failed in this department. Apple picking, pumpkin patches, it's all, you know, makes you feel cozy and superior. Um, Steve and I were coming back from a weekend away. We were out in the wilderness and I just like looked like a hot mess. Um, So I was only Instagramming apples that day. Here's what you're supposed to wear though, okay? Flannel, cute denim, a little white shoe or a little booty, a large flannel jacket, a large jean jacket, or a cute crop jacket, definitely, a nice large brimmed hat, and a cute scarf. Do you think you're living a well-rounded life right now? Because it it turns out it doesn't take that much to have a well-rounded life. Like You don't need 17 hobbies or to wake up at 3 a.m. and do two hours of meditation. The bar is thankfully so much lower. They say spending time with family means you have a high quality life, getting enough sleep, taking some time for yourself every day, listening to music or podcasts, spending time with friends, keeping your house relatively organized, having sex, and spending time outdoors in nature. How many of those can you cross off your list? All right, let's chat with Rebecca. I'm going to preface this conversation with this. We all love an inspirational quote. I know I do. Pretty sure you do. We got the soul nugget on this podcast. That being said, now that we're in this like major moment for the wellness world, I think 
that we all need to start being a bit more conscious of where we're getting this from. Just like we're conscious of, you know, you might go to the grocery store and you're conscious of where your vegetables came from. You're conscious of how your clothes were created and maybe the effect they have on the environment. You think about where you get your news from. So some say we should be just as picky when it comes to inspiration. To talk about that today, we are joined by the president of Brand Editor, Rebecca Perrin. Hi, girl. <laughs> um, first of all, your makeup's on point. Thank you. You've nailed it with the Illuminator in a good way. I am gilded. It's great. There's a lot going on. It's great, but it doesn't <laughs> look like too much, and that is the art of good doing good makeup. That's right. Um, okay. The reason we are together right now, and I'm so happy about it, is because it was last week. A friend of mine posted a screenshot on Instagram of your newsletter, and uh, Rebecca wrote this this her weekly newsletter. This week in particular was super popular. You got a ton of feedback. I reached out to you. I'm like, who is this woman? I need to talk to her. And what was that about? Earlier in the week, I, I don't know what it was, but it, my feed on Instagram was almost entirely inspirational. It was like body positivity. It was inspirational quotes. It was about, you know, inspiration around what you eat and how you should feel and all of those things. And I honestly just got inspiration fatigue. Um, something, you know, switched in me where I was sort of feeling like, you know, inspiration was actually being packaged up and commercialized and sold to me through Instagram rather than serving me. And uh, yeah, that's that's ultimately what happened. And I think this is so timely to have this conversation. This is a wellness podcast. Inspiration is huge on this show. And really, wherever you get it, if it makes you feel good, that's that's great. You know, keep yeah. doing it. But there is something that's happening now where people are just profiting off too many of our insecurities in the inspiration department. Yeah, and I feel like it actually stops short of doing the work that women actually need right now, which is, um, you know, providing a direction towards being, you know, independent business people or entrepreneurs and that that whole, you know, culture of being, you know, um, self-employed right now. I think what inspiration does is stop short of actually giving you a visualization of what you can do. I think it's just more um, you should feel good rather than saying this is what you can do. Because when you always read quotes or you you follow some, you know, inspirational girl on Instagram, um, it can kind of make you feel like you're not doing it as right as she is. Yeah, that's exactly what I was feeling last week. Or, you know, when I when I wrote that newsletter was just like, Oh, I guess I'm not doing enough to feel that good. Right. Yeah. And then it always comes back on you. What am I doing wrong? Yeah. What am I, you know, how, what, where do I fall short? Yeah. And it's not healthy. It's and not it's healthy. funny because it's like the, it, some parts of the industry that are supposed to be making us feel so good are actually having the opposite effect on women. Yeah. So why would you say we need to be more aware of the inspiration we're consuming? For that exact purpose that I think that it can actually uh, have the opposite effect and make you feel guilty. And if you're not mindful of the things that actually cause you to feel guilt um, in your life, uh, I think you can easily fall into that trap. Mm -hmm. So if if you feel guilty because you're not eating healthy enough, going to the gym enough, um, dressing well enough, feeling confident 
you know, in your job enough. If those are the types of things that cause you to feel guilty um, and you're not mindful of that, then I think you can you can back yourself into a bit of a corner. How do you think that companies now are trying to sell off of those insecurities that we're having? Uh, marketing is entirely selling a feeling. So when you package up the feeling of confidence or you package up the feeling of empowerment and you sell it back to girls, I think marketers have done their job. Um, but girls need to know that, you know, that's that is marketing um, and they're selling you a feeling. But your job as an independent woman um, and an empowered woman and a mindful woman is to do whatever it takes for you to feel empowered and not just buy into that feeling. Like you really do have to do some hard work to get there yourself. So this might be a controversial question, but body positive brands, yeah, good thing or bad thing? You know, I'm a I'm definitely a curvy person. Like body positivity has completely changed my life in adulthood, and I wish there were women who looked like Ashley Graham and you know, and Tessa Virtue. Is it Tessa? Not Tessa Virtue. Who's the other She's beautiful Tessa Holiday? Fuck. Tessa Holiday. <laughs> 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 Not Tessa Virtue. Uh, I wish there were women that looked like that when I was a teenager because I spent my... I remember being 16 and thinking, oh, thank God for Shakira. She finally came around. Like, somebody came around with thighs and hips. And Shakira, like, I mean, she's not even close to curvy compared to what we, what we see today in media. Mm -hmm. So I think the rep representation is amazing. I think when you get, you know, every single brand jumping on the bandwagon and selling... Um, you know, messages of inclusivity. I mean, it's just the same. It's marketing. Right. They went, they were like, oh, it worked for this really authentic brand. That's right. But let's copy this in a qu super quick way so we can do it too. Perhaps the most ironic example is Skinny Girl. Bethany Frankel, great businesswoman. I love her. She's got a great brand. Now it's a lifestyle brand and she launched, you know, a collection of denim at Macy's and it's supposed to be inclusive of all, you know, body shapes and sizes, but her brand is literally called Skinny Girl. Oh, right. So to me, that's like... Yeah, that's a little that's, backwards. That is key. You know, she's just jumping on a marketing bandwagon <laughs> it's, it's and selling terrible. a... It's horrible. It's so ironic. One, uh, one thing I'm seeing a lot of, I'll be totally honest, I'm not going to name names. I have PR people reach out to me because they want to get their insert wellness chick here yeah. onto Mindful Mostly. And they'll send me a media package with it. And in last week, I had one. I, you know, okay, it was who is this girl? <laughs> Opened it up, looked a little bit about her. You know, she's got 60,000 Instagram followers. You should have her on your show. Her community is da 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 da. She's all about aligning chakras to help with your business and, mm -hmm. and whatever. This girl, I saw the pictures of her on her media kit, and I'm not judging a book by its cover, but it was fake, 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 fake. Yeah. She was doing the fake Instagram pose giggle. She was doing everything that everybody else is doing. She had more injections than Cher. She was, I was, I looked at her and I was like, this is not a woman who's sure of herself. She could afford a publicist. She could afford a publicist. <laughs> yeah. Right? And a media kit. And a media kit. Yeah, that's not cheap. Like, this is not the girl that I want on my podcast. And no. I sort of, sort of gently said that to the PR person, and she said, "But she's got such a a, a wide audience." And Irrelevant. I was like, she's not. She's not right for my audience. Though. Yeah. Like I want. I don't think it's bad to have these uh, wellness 
symbols on Instagram as long as they're not trying to sell you a $4,000 course. That yeah. was what this girl was That's also crazy. doing. She's 23 and I'm like, what, what can you teach? What the hell do you teach? know? <laughs> what, yeah, right? Like, what are you going to teach us that I'm going to feel good relaying back to the Mindful Mostly crew? Yeah, and you know what? Uh, I'm like, I... Y- I read tarot cards. I'm a certified tarot card reader. Awesome. It's a bizarre thing. Um, I used to use crystals, hide them under my pillow, and read my astrology and just pray something would change. But it brings me back to that point where it's like if you're not doing the hard work yourself, if if you can't, you know, find out yourself what you value, um, take the steps to build a plan and, you know, follow through on your plan to get what you want, then you're not going to actually develop confidence and opinions and the ability to be a leader from an authentic place and I think that's what you were looking for like with the with the girls that you have on your podcast like Mm -hmm. that girl wasn't authentic yeah exactly and I do believe that you can you can love tarot you can love astrology and you can you can totally be into that and obviously we all respect that here but um it needs to be part of the puzzle yeah there needs to be actual steps and that's why something on the podcast that I always said I would do was that like if, you, if guests come on they're going to they're going to give you some sort of takeaway. Yeah. I think that they're amazing tools to keep around. I think that they're really good for guidance and, you know, for getting symbols and to bring it back to inspiration. I mean, you can find inspiration in tarot cards and you can find inspiration in aligning your chakras and in getting Reiki and all of those wonderful things. Um, But it's still the onus. The onus is still on the girl or on the woman to do the work. Now, we were talking a little bit about... um how 50, is it 50% of women now are planning on leaving their jobs to pursue yeah. independent freelance work? Yeah. When I started my business, I was doing a lot of research about, you know, market potential for, for you know, what, it, what the services I wanted to offer. And there was a study, I think it was by Deloitte, and it said, you know, by 2020, 50% of Canadian millennial women will leave corporate jobs for freelance life. And freelance is way harder than most people would anticipate. And I think, you know, it's a disservice to women to not be more honest about that Mm. and to just, you know, serve up inspiration constantly without being like extremely practical and pragmatic with the advice that we offer. Just posting pictures on an Instagram and being like, girl boss life, bad. (laughs) Posting pictures on Instagram saying, Today's a tough day at the office. Girl boss life is tough. Here's what I did today. Here's my next goals for next week. That should be more. I think it should just be a little bit more integrated. Like I love the girl boss vibe. Like I'm I'm totally down with that. I think the key is um, I feel great. Look at me in my nice blazer. I look the part. But I also today learned how to put together a quarterly sales plan. And it's about figuring out like those tactical tools that you actually need to build a business because it's not it's not just about feeling good and looking the part. It really is about knowing, well, how am I going to go get funding? You know, how how do I put together all of my services into products that people want to buy? How do I name my brand? How do I get myself some publicity? You know what I mean? Like for me, it's it's there's a lack of that type of guidance and like practical know-how on on business ownership um and for me if 50% of women are leaving their corporate jobs for freelance they need that information mm-hmm. otherwise we're all going to fall short of our dreams a lot of people probably leave their jobs and think okay i could just make this work and then when they 
haven't been making it work for a couple of weeks yeah. is probably an epic freak out. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what you're doing. Like you're you're free. You have your own company. And I imagine some days are little victories and some days are really hard. And yeah. that's part of the puzzle, right? Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes it's weeks that are bad and weeks that are good and months. And, um, you know, you can go from a low to a high in one day just because somebody returned your call. Mm-hmm. And it'll just be tiny little things. I think the thing that you know, isn't talked about too much, although I have heard a little bit more about it lately, is about how entrepreneurship is very, very isolating. Mm. Uh, You spend a lot of time by yourself. And if you have, you know, a creative brain, you can go into a lot of different places. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's it's pretty isolating. And um, it's key to get inspiration in those moments. Because that's I, I, that for me is the application that really pays off. You know, like who are the most inspiring people to you that you would follow? Um, you know, there's I I look to honestly, this is going to sound ironic in, in itself, but I actually pay a lot of attention to what Bethany Frankel's done. Mm. Um, there's another woman who's on Shark Tank in the States called Barbara Corseron. Mm-hmm. She's amazing on Twitter. Really? She's wonderful. Yeah. Um, I've read all of Gary Vaynerchuk's books and I like his brand is to like is definitely bro-y and he swears and all that sort of stuff. But in terms of like work ethic and hammering home the importance of work ethic, he's done really good job for that. Mm-hmm. Um, king of content, too. Absolutely. The king of content. I mean, I, I personally like, OK, if you want to put out that much content, that's great. But yeah, uh, y- you don't have to. And I he doesn't even promote like sleeping full nights. He's just like, you only need four or five hours. To be honest, I need eight. Yeah. So like. Yeah. And I wonder what his personal (laughs) life is like, honestly. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) I take some of what he says with a grain of salt. But I mean, honestly, I find a lot of inspiration just here locally in Toronto. A lot of the women that I know are doing, you know, great work. And I follow along with what they do. I have, you know, a friend who used to be the um, chief, I think, people and culture officer at a tech startup. And now she does freelance human resources and she is really smart and I get a lot of inspiration from her. So I would say a lot of my sources of inspiration are a little bit more micro and local. A lot of people get inspiration from you from your newsletters. What (laughs) was something, what was a lot of the feedback you heard um, from last week's? I, the thing that for me feels the most fulfilling is anytime somebody just writes and says, thank you. You know, thank you for saying that. Um, you know, I've been feeling that myself. You know, I think a lot of people are looking for a voice of reason for their own feelings. And so that's most people just said thank you very much for saying that because to your point earlier, I think a lot of people feel guilty for not being um, as good as they think they should be based on the inspiration content they see mm-hmm. on Instagram. And last week's newsletter was the the inspiration one that was just caught fire yeah girls were writing back and saying yeah I'm totally done with inspiration like they actually don't even want to follow the accounts anymore um and they ultimately people just want to have like authenticity back I think for the most part yeah girls just want to know that other women are are dealing with life just the same way that they are how do you think Instagram is gonna like change that like how like you know how a few years ago everyone was posting videos and pictures of their food yeah and then that became cliche yeah I think that we're possibly on the cusp of that happening with the wellness industry yeah I would agree with that and I already kind of feel that about certain wellness poses yes. I see online which is definitely like sitting on a cliff with, <laughs> like with your hands together and looking out at the ocean like yeah. I, I just feel like it's some it's a model it's a model of what you're supposed to do to prove air quotes that you are the most mindful yeah and I think that you're right I think that you know wellness in that way has jumped the shark already mm-hmm. um 
I think, you know, people uh, sort of like, you know how you're mindful mostly? I think a lot of people are mindful mostly in terms of like, yeah, I go to spin class three times a week, but then I drink a bottle of wine and eat a pizza. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's just the balance that most people want to see reflected on social media. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 100%. And even for yourself, like posting content yourself, you don't want to, nobody wants to be like, make, I don't want people to think I eat. 21 meals of salad every week yeah I want people to know that I live a normal life yeah and if they hang out with me we can go have a like a plate of fries and a beer last night I smoked weed and ate an entire apple crumble yeah exactly I smoked cigarettes and I never smoke cigarettes <laughs> and uh, I was which is why my voice sounds like this um, and had three I think I had three bananas and a bowl of dry cereal all day <laughs> that's pretty good yeah that, that's all I had in my house, and, and I had to redo my website. So That's the Kate Moss diet. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> Did you hear the Kate Moss beauty tips a couple episodes ago? No. Oh, you've got to listen. She does this thing called, I don't even know, the ice bath. That you're supposed to wake up and put your face in it. Oh, I believe that. Water. Yeah. My brother sent me an Instagram post the other day that I laughed my ass off. It, it was like, a, it was a Vogue um, diet from I think it was like 1960 yeah. and it was exclusively <laughs> eggs and white wine <laughs> it was like and cigarettes so it was like wake up have a hard boiled egg and a glass of white wine and oh a cigarette God. and then at lunch it was like double that it was like two cigarettes two glasses of wine two hard boiled eggs <laughs> and then dinner it was just wine and cigarettes and so my brother <laughs> forwarded so that to me and he was just like I'm going to follow this but then I'll die <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was my diet when I was doing the low carb. Yeah, low carb exactly, thing. exactly. I mean, I like that's a keto. I, I, all of these things get served to me, and in my mind, I'm sort of like, yeah, you know, I, I could stand to lose 15, 20 pounds, so maybe I'll eat keto. But then I'm like, no, I fucking love bread and you know pasta. Yeah, like, I can't do it. Yeah, I also just don't want to. You're absolutely beautiful, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're hot. <laughs> Thanks. Um, <laughs> I feel you, though. I was doing keto a couple of weeks ago. I think I talked about it on the podcast. And I lasted a couple of weeks, except for I'd cheat on the weekend, so I don't even know. But um, I just don't even want to think about things. it. Like, I wanted to eat an apple. Yeah. I wanted to eat, uh, you know, some rice. You know what? I just don't, I don't want to feel gross. Like, I would yeah. say, like, I, I want to eat whatever I want to eat. Um, I love French fries and chips more than the average Me person. Too. Do you? Yeah. I live for salt and vinegar chips. Like yeah. I am physically addicted to them. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And if there are French fries, there's no chance I'm not eating them. No. And all I want for my birthday is as many McDonald's French fries as possible. McDonald's, those are your ones of choice. Yeah. See, I am a regular kettle chip. Oh. As I become more mature, I find that I don't want flavors. I just want the regular chip. Just get right into it. Yeah. And um, <laughs> But I feel the same. And you know what? The joy I get from eating those chips is worth it to me. Yes. One of my friends and I say our happiest moment is when you lie on a couch with a movie and a fresh bag of chips. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's so good. It is. It's so good. Um, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you for having me. This Would was so fun. I'd love to have you back. I mean, besides everything we talked about today, you're, you are a brand expert, brand and marketing expert. So thank you. Yeah. I would love to have you on to talk about that. I would love to come back because it's all about branding people rather than businesses. So making, you know, a business out of who you are. Awesome. Yeah. 
Um, and there's a right way and a wrong way, probably. Absolutely. Okay, we need to know about that down the road. <laughs> how can people sign up for your newsletter, and how can people just get on the Rebecca Perrin train? Okay, train? so on Instagram, I'm Rebecca Perrin. My last name's P-E-R-R-I-N. Okay. And then my website is brandeditor.co. It's not com or .ca, but it's .co, and you can sign up for my newsletter there. Fun. And it comes out on Tuesdays? Tuesdays. Awesome. Yep. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Nailed it! <laughs> Now you're not going to be able to unsee what you see on Instagram. Oh, man. You know what? If, if you don't agree with some of the things that were said in that conversation, that is totally fine. We're going to keep bringing you the soul nugget on this show. But in this case this week, you're not going to hear the soul nugget because I have something exciting to tell you about. Cute fall booties. You know your cute fall booties that you get to pull back out when summer's over because they go with your skinny jeans and your scarf and all the stuff you're going to wear to the frickin' pumpkin patch? That is the name of the new Mindful Mostly fall playlist on Spotify. Yeah! Right? It is 18 songs of so much goodness. My day job, which I love so much, is that I work in music. I'm a music uh, and entertainment broadcaster. And I put together some of the best music on this playlist. I am telling you. This one, let me fast forward a little bit more. So good. Caroline Rose on there. Some of my favorites. Nikki and the Dove. Okay, a little bit of Ms. Lauren Hill. Favorite girls from Montreal. Milk and Bone, have you heard of these two? Oh, so good. Listen to this. I told you all the way. And then it builds up. Talk to me, talk to me. Really, really good. Disco tits. I say hi, you say hi, we stay hi, you look so pretty, yeah. Mm. A little bit of Jesse Lanza, Kathy Lee. Oh. So you've got to check it out. It's 18 songs of mindful, mostly goodness. It's going to give you that cute fall booty feeling. Look glide in your step to match. <laughs> Take a listen. I'll talk to you next week, okay? Right here on Mindful Mostly. <laughs>